Hey everybody, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, if you did it and it's first time, then thank you for showing up. And once again, if you did it, then fuck you. Come listen to us. Um, this is the podcast Never Go Back, where we talk about uh, things from our past uh, and events that maybe you shouldn't go back to, maybe you should. Who knows? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about. Gremlins 1 and 2. Uh, childhood favorite. At least we hope so. Hey, Kay. I'm here with my brother Kay, the other co host. Kay, you want to say hi? What's up? What's up? Uh, Welcome back. Episode 2. Never go back. Love it. We are doing oh, this thing here. Talking oh, about Gremlins. I do realize we are on episode 2. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. uh, so, what do you think about the, this movie? All right. So, I, I figure we're going to we'll talk before, about the first one, and then go get into the second one, and then we'll talk about some upcoming projects and a little-known uh, fact that I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't realize. Oh, uh, I got some. Know, there's a third one. There's a third, third one? Gremlins movie. Oh, Portland. shit. I did not yeah, know that. So, so, yeah, we got some good stuff. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about and everything, but I'll just start off by saying, like, hey, I enjoy it. And, you know, this is, uh, I was telling my brother, actually, before we had talked about this, that this is a, a movie, uh, and we'll get to our rating system a little bit later on, but this is a movie that I do watch often, uh, both of them, one and two. And there okay. are differences, especially in tone between the first one and the second one. But Banger. Yeah, if you yeah, will, exactly. So, uh, I guess what the overall story of Gremlins, and uh, when we start there, I yeah, I mean, we, look, right. you got a dad, he goes to the China shop, he sees this fucking Magwai, um, tries to buy owner, says, Get the fuck out. Uh, I mean, that's what I would say. Uh, which, by the way. So you know what called me off this? Uh, he bought this. Uh, he was buying this for his son. Yep. And as you go through the movie alone, you find out his son is a dope, not a kid, not a teenager. The reason why you know he's a dope because he has a full job, one, working at a bank, and two, he's a dope enough to drink. Do you not think that's a little yeah, weird yeah. that a parent is buying their kid a fucking a animal? For a present, like, well, no, I didn't find that weird. But yeah, I mean, I guess it was weird, you know. Growing up, I never really thought about it. I, I honestly, I honest, I assumed that he was in high school. Yeah, he, that's what I thought too. To the bank, but you know, because I was like, okay, well, he knew his the high school or the middle school teacher because he goes back to the middle school and. Uh, you know, and everything to give him the Magwai, but yeah, it it is not he's unheard a, of. He's an adult, and like and like, I was like definitely an adult, but at the same time, given their living circumstances. So, all right, we're we're going off on a tangent on this. No, but, we could, we so, could just... but it, it relates the overall story. Obviously, you know, like you said, the dad go he buys the well, he attempts to buy and is rebuffed by the Chinese guy, uh, guy in the shop uh, or the gentleman of Oriental descent. I don't want to discriminate there, but I will say 
that is definitely very typical of movies in the 80s. He was a very stereotypical uh, oriental gentleman that owned the shop, <laughs> you know. So, Wait, you use the word oriental? Asian? Uh, Asian. I just call him Asian. Uh, well, but I, guess, I believe, okay. I believe heard... he is supposed to be uh, Chinese. He is, to, he is supposed to be Chinese. Yeah, he definitely is supposed to be Chinese. And I guess I and should say Oriental. That has some negative connotations as well. Does he? Asian descent. Is he Asian? You know, I looked up a lot of people. I can't. Remember. I think he was Asian. I think he actually was Asian. Oh, the actual actor himself yeah. played. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it was whitewash. He uh, played Juan. Yes. I don't think that was well, whitewash. Which Mr. is amazing. Sorry, Mr. Wing, not Juan. But yeah, his name was uh, He Luke. As the grandfather, Mr. Wing. So I again, I don't know. Good job, they, Hollywood. Damn, yeah. Damn. So you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we had. Uh, so he goes there and he tries to buy it. He was rebuffed, and then the grandson was like, "Look, all right, we need the money. So just wait outside for a bit. I'll, I'll deal with it." Yeah, Essentially, the grandson steals uh, Gizmo from his grandfather for the two hundred bucks. And, you know, he gives it to his son. He does warn him about the rules. You got to have rules for these things. You know, the no feeding after midnight. No, uh, they sunlight will kill him, you know, and don't get him wet. Which often, I, you know, this is the first time, and I have to admit that I really thought about that last one I said, the getting them wet, uh, as far as, like, cleaning. You know, like, how do you, it, they get dirty, right? They smell you know, my my family has a rat that stinks to high heaven even after they clean them within a day or two. So I can mm -hmm. only imagine the smell All that, right. even though Gizmo's cute, must be emitting. All right, so, so uh, let me, let me, let me preface it, uh, this real quick. Uh, audience, uh, my brother here hates animals. I don't know who the fuck hurt him. We grew up together. I don't know why the fuck he hates animals so much. But uh, he's talking about his uh, gerbil. He calls it's it a rat. Big. It's a rodent and it's a rat. So rats oh are they're rodents. So whatever. Yeah, he's they're in the rodent family. It's rat. Mm. So, but anyway, yeah. So you know, he gets. I wondered about that. Anyway, he you know takes him uh, home. His son does very well with uh, remembering the rules and whatnot. Couple of mishaps, you know. He had Gizmo fall down and bumps his head and cuts his splits his skull and had to wrap it up. I was like, dang, that's tough. But you know, and lo and behold, Corey Feldman. Yes, Pete, Pete I was gonna Fontaine, say that. Our boy Corey Feldman of a lot of '80s movies, fames, most probably known for Us, which would be another movie I'm sure we will get to eventually. The Goonies, uh, uh, played Mouth nah. in the Goonies. Nah, yeah, nah, so, fuck that. But and, I do love that uh, motherfucker. Some also Lost Boys. Vampire Slayer and the Lost Boys, which is probably another movie we will talk to. I but love yes. Lost Boys. Anyway, and so again, he in there. He's the one who actually gets him wet and yeah. pops so, out five little uh, gizmos. So wait, so at this time he got this fucking thing. He's like, oh cool, can I play with them? First off, it's a fucking animal. And why are people not more, and I know music magic, but people need to be amazed at the fact they're seeing an animal this wild in their fucking house and everyone's seeing the gizmo and they're like, eh. But Corey, uh, so Corey spills the water on him 
And then he's like, oh, no, you got him wet. And all this shit pop up. And he's like, ah, fuck it. And he goes to playing his video games like nothing happened. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you little dickhead kid. He's literally does not give a fuck at this hey, time. Hey, no, I, 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 I disagree with that. I, he was interested until he tried to pet uh, Spike, right? And Spike snapped at him. And he was like, oop, nope. I think red flags went off in his head and was like, oh, these things ain't as cute as cuddly as they look. That mother little sucker tried to bite my freaking hand off. So I'm good. <laughs> Billy, you go ahead and do your thing. I'm good uh, right now. I'm going to play nah, He literally just <laughs> fucking shoved off. But uh, yeah, so you get him wet. And then uh, Billy uh, at that time takes the uh, one of the Magwai to his uh, to a uh, teacher in school. Mm-hmm. Um who is played by Dick Miller. Um, and I personally, I don't know if anyone else knows what he's from, but I know him from a different world. Uh, yeah, a different world. You remember he was the coach, the military coach? You don't remember him? Different world, the coach. I remember a different world, yes. I'm trying to think. I- the military I'll one. I'll take your word for it. Possibly, he, yes. He was the military one. He was like a ROTC head instructor. Okay. Anywho, I think he taught history too, which of course. Um, um, so they're doing uh, pretty much, long story short, they're doing all this stuff. And then you also mean the girl of the movie, um, Love Life. And then... Uh, we're going about through a day, and all of a sudden, the gremlins—they're getting a little agitated, or the gizmos are, are Maguire getting a little agitated, and they set up a plan. Which, by the way, I'm going to talk about this. These motherfuckers are smarter than what you think. They set up a plan to trick Billy and everyone else. They deliberately stop a clock at uh, to be around midnight. They stop at like eleven. 11.50. I forget the exact time. They they, they saw the wires, they cut the wires, and they f- shredded it. So he would think it was 11.50 so he, they could be fed at the night. And when they get fed at the midnight, then all shit goes loose. They yeah, go cocoon. They their little metamorphosis and turn into what we know as gremlins and everything. Yes. Um, so, you know... Uh, like you were just saying, all heck breaks loose. Uh, they basically start in his house terrorizing his mom. But I gotta admit, his mom was a true G. So I have I that in my notes. His mom has a three point three part body count. This girl, I'm just saying, she comes out there, she's a little scared, and she's like, she shreds one right out the back in the blender. Then bam, she comes through with a frying pan with a like a what's it uh a cooking pan and she fucking blocking shit she come to gets that motherfucker does she hit him or does she yeah she, what is she yeah. hits him but she stabbed and she's, i don't stab i mean him. he ran homicidal maniac yeah I mean, she stabs him Myers lessons on how to stab people with a butcher and then she, she comes through another one like she's she doing the work she gets one in the blender she stabs another one after she sprays them in the eyes, and then she pushes one into a freaking oh. microwave. Oh, yeah. Microwave that sucker. So she's got a three three, bo- three bodies on her in the kitchen. 
not she didn't even go anywhere in the kitchen she had three bodies i'm like you know what we need her yeah. her. we need her uh yeah go out like a punk uh, she they, did get caught up with one in the tree. Yeah, know. there's one hiding in the Christmas tree that surprised her and fell on top of her with the tree. She, she she's was, no spring she chicken. Was she was getting scratched up, but she was trying to stab that sucker. Yeah, she, she's you no know. spring chicken, but you know she yeah. she's still holding her own. Like Billy's mom, Billy, do not fuck with your mom. She yeah. will fucking eat you. <laughs> so Billy comes in, saves his mom by decapitating it one with the sword that they have on the wall, which I have to admit is pretty cool. Uh, and then. You know, they go through trying to find Spike. Spike breaks into the Boys and Girls Club, jumps into the swimming pool that they had in there, and literally sprouts thousands of these suckers. Oh, well, I guess before hundreds. that. Probably before hundreds. that. Before that, uh, Billy tries to go rent to the teacher. Teacher's dead. Um, and, and you know what? So, I, and then another one is playing games with it. Uh, but at this time, he goes to the police to tell them that there's these monsters and they're attacking and they don't believe them. They show some gizmo. And then the police are hearing chatters like, Oh, bodies are coming up around the world. Mayhem everywhere. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but Billy does not say, Hey, guess what? I know, you know, think I'm fucking lying, but I have proof. I have a dead body in the school. No. Like they killed never, my science teacher. Never got any love. By the way, once again, first guy to die, black guy. Don't even know if that's like weird because it did feel like a horror movie as in like they was trying to do it. But yeah, the first guy to die was a black guy. Yeah, Whatever. it was. That was I was when I first had saw well, when I first saw that, I just was like, Oh man, these things are crazy. But you know, looking back at them, it's yeah. It's like they're bad if they can catch you off guard because they are pretty strong, but they're not too hard to kill. They're they're cool. Because the no, again, they're, 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 Billy's mom took out three of them, no problem. Yeah, but I have a note. Uh, what I saw, they have uh, they had eleven bodies. They have eleven body count. They have eleven kill KD. In the movie, unfortunately, it gets rectified and not everyone died that was supposed to be dead because then two, we'll go over that. But when I was watching this, I was like, oh, that's a, they killed, I know at least one person that killed, they killed the mean old lady who went to uh, genocide Billy's doll. By the way. Yeah, he was crazy. By the way. Everybody in the town was afraid of her because she uh, no. That one dude, stuff, man. There, there, there was one dude. I was like, this dude, dick riding. Like he was like, yeah, tell him. I was like, uh, um, I do love. I, I, I want to say one of the most hilarious scenes. And like this, I knew I was gonna like this movie a lot more. Like I was liking, it, I was feeling it. And then, like some of the parts was like still okay. But when they become gremlins, is when the movie takes a turn for the better it's like the, the second part makes the movie like the first part is okay they build up stories they're saying the magic and stuff and then the second part is because you start seeing the gremlins cause mayhem and it's like traditional tales of gremlins like being on a plane or fucking with the railroads like they're fucking with shit and they just causing mayhem they're not really out to kill 
so much, but they ought to fuck with your your day. They want to ruin your day. They want to fuck with your electronics. They want to cause like gremlins, you know. Yeah, That's what yeah, it is. yeah. And we did and, a really cool uh, callback uh, to like things that people would say, especially during like the war. And if you saw any of those old Bugs Bunny cartoons that took place during World War II and everything, uh, so Murray uh, Futterman, uh, played by the late great Dick Miller, he actually uh, yeah. was in the big one. He liked to say WW2. Right. And he said they had gremlins there that would mess with them all the time. And, you know, people would just think they were crazy. But when the gremlins start season, it's like, see, I told you they're real. You're like the gremlins, they're doing this stuff. You yeah. Know? So did he say he was a one or two? Because I figured it'd be Vietnam. Yeah, he was. He had said the, the big one, WW2. That's what he said. But then mm. I, get, I guess it kind of makes sense, given that this takes place in the 80s. So it yeah, but still be old. But like, Vietnam think about it. would make sense. World War II, you know, that was in the, what, 1940. 40s. Let's say he was 20 at the time. And what? Uh, this is the 80s. So let me about 60. So he would be in his uh, 70s, 80s. It could fit. You I know, mean, that's what I'm thinking. He would be that old, but he's obviously wasn't that old at the time of the movie. The reason I'm saying it because, first off, uh, he looks like he's about 60, 50. I'm giving him 50 because, well, first off, no one took care of himself back then. Fucking everyone fucking smoked and fucking ate lead paint and did coke. So, like, no one took care of themselves. So, you just age a lot sooner. And then, second of all, he's white in the, in the 80s. Like, I ain't trying to stereotype but white people do not age well back then now you can look good especially alone proving you can look good at any age but back then uh some people they look a little older age a little past their time um but i the part i was going to say is the part where the old lady goes out she's like giving throw water on the carolers and the gremlins are sitting there they at this time somehow got a costume, little miniature hats, scarves. They got fucking sheets, and they're singing the Christmas carol. And it's it's like gremlins. It's like monsters meet mixed in with uh, little rascals. Yeah. Cuteness. It it is just I don't care what no one says. Yeah, it but seems see, a little weird. It's cute. The good thing about cute. that scene is that it's like there's a darker undertone to that because. I always was like, that is nice, but where did they get that stuff from? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's <laughs> out there earlier, so part of it is like, they caught, killed those motherfuckers. They got a body. Clothes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and going around, they were watching like, oh, that seems fun. Let's kill them, get their clothes, and go door to door and do this ourselves. And they're just so mischief, and they're just fucking yeah. around with shit. Spike is a little more evil. Spike, Spike was like, I'm oh, he's the leader. Bitch. I'm about to kill this bit. So, yeah, it's it's cute. Like, I don't know. Like, they're just doing wild shit. I mean, don't worry, Jerome. They come after my boy. uh, What's what's the name? I know Bill Miller, but what's his name in the movie? Uh, Futterman? They come after him uh, and his wife. Bill Miller was Murray Futterman. Yep. Yeah, they come after him and his wife in in his tractor. Um, they yeah, because he straight. was talking about Damn that thing, American made, American made, yeah, gotta be American, yeah. man. Oh, they will. They get forward stuff because it's gonna go bad on you, right? <laughs> uh, so that was 
pretty typical of movies back then uh, yeah. in the eighties. It was, you know, yeah, we or, gotta have we yeah. gotta have our uh, propaganda. So, but it was uh, weird, and it played an important piece because you know uh, the gremlins drove it through his house <laughs> and were seemingly ran over him and his wife, uh, killing the Futtermans. You know, yes. which is a nice married couple, but. As my brother alluded, we'll talk more about that one uh, in the sequel. They definitely, definitely love him more. Uh, uh, then, then all of a sudden, pretty much mayhem's going around. Uh, police are fucking not believing it. Uh, they take on a radio station. They're causing shit. I fucking love the scene where you go meet the love interest, uh, Susan. Susan? Uh, mm-hmm. No, Kate. Kate, my bad. Kate. Her name is Kate. Uh, yeah, Kate uh, Beringer. Uh, and uh, by Phoebe uh, Katz. Yes, uh, Kate is up there. They're they're in the bar getting in tough. They're they they they're playing poker. They're playing pool. They're drinking. They're smoking three cigarettes at a time. They're swinging from the cellophane. They're eating popcorn. They're laughing. It's dark as dank. It's like a good '80s bar where you fucking don't want to go. And she's having to serve. They're crashing beer bottles and they fucking making glass. They are getting in, and I'm loving it. And they're, it's just, I don't know, it's just so fucking hilarious. And I mean, it's like, a, seems a little dangerous, and she's going with the flow. She's like, this is dangerous, but she's still handling the crowd. She's, yeah. I'm just saying, she's a good bartender. She's able to handle that crowd. She can handle any crowd. <laughs> she held but, her own and, and figured a way out of there. She realized, you know, like, oh, shoot, light. Which yeah. is weird because I it made me wonder how did they uh, get the cigarettes lit in the first place, you know? Because she's trying to light the cigarettes again and yeah. stuff, and then she sees that, gets the camera, and starts flashing. Don't, don't go over it. Movie magic. You know, I, I know, right? Uh, I, I love it too because there's a cool callback in, that happens in the second one, but there's the flasher gremlin. You know, uh, comes yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so my guy, we'll, we'll get into it, but my guy, I love that dude. Uh, oh, but you know what? There's another cross-dressing gremlin, and we'll get into it. Yes. But there's a, there's a, Spike is sitting there. He's got his girl on his arm. Don't ask questions. He's got his girl on his arm. It might, might be a, a you know, a trans gremlin. I don't know. At this time, I think it might be more trans, but whatever. He got his girl. He's sitting there playing poker. His girl whispered in the ear, yo, he's got seven days. And, like, you could hear her whisper something, though it's not good. And he looks at this guy and, like, fuck you. And takes a gun, just bam, like, without remorse. Spike you don't just sparks, man. You don't I don't think he was cheating. Hard. I think he was. Someone he like, had, but he had the aces on his ears though, behind his ears. He, I, he I, had I, don't, I don't know. They're not that fucking hitting him. They're on his fucking ears. That motherfucker was like, he's like, he just gave it to him. I was like, yeah. oh, so these motherfuckers not use guns. Uh, it's great. It's great. Then they, they, they get pretty much they get out of there. Um, the uh, Kate uh, because Billy shows up and he rescues uh, the day. And, well, he doesn't really rescue her. She was already on her way out. He just yeah, she was leaving. They get in the car and the car. I mean, I see. Yeah. He he didn't do anything to help her. She was already well, he, on her way out. 
he, and, she was on her way out, but she got stopped by the masked gremlin with the gun. And Billy did have a moment because the car lights flashed in the window and he fell off. So she, and then she was able to run out the door. I love like, the fucking. So he did. He did. I love the like, ski mask gremlin. I like. Yeah. I was like, this is so, right. Uh, and so and then this is the good part because we get uh, a story that was kind of alluded to throughout the movie between Billy and uh, Kate. Their interactions is why Kate doesn't like Christmas. We sort of get that payoff. Uh, why uh, she doesn't, uh, why they're sort of having a rest period there, waiting for things kind of to settle down. So it goes a little out. sad. And yeah, don't get me wrong, the girls go to therapy. Like two Christmases, she was nine. And by, by the way, I was like, would Billy know the story? Because it's a small town, it's a very small, quaint town. Billy's going to know the story about the little girl who dad broke his neck going down the chimney. You know, well, maybe not because this happens when she was a kid. And he's a kid. You, you, I know, but think about it, right? Would this be something that you would tell your child? Like, you don't you have, have if her friend's pet father died like that, or would you just say, well, her father, he just died? You wouldn't necessarily say how he died. Kids he, talk, kids say, talk, and stories get around. That's all I, I'm I, I, I get that, but at the same time, too. Uh, and if you do, if you have kids, this would be a good moment to uh, like uh, get have them leave the room for a bit because we're going to get into some spoilerific things here about Christmas. So three, two, one, you've been warned. But get out of here. That's the same time when she found out that Santa wasn't real, though. She, so, I mean, her dad climbed out a chimney, snapped yeah. his neck, which is pretty gruesome, like to say it in this movie. But then again, I guess gremlins are kind of killing people snaps their like snaps but, neck but the crazy then, thing is how they found out the oh smell, yeah the, the smell. smell coming from the chimney he was there for like four or five to days decay and rot yeah and they so, break it open saw him in there dressed as santa claus and yeah. she said that's when she found out two things how her father died and or what happened to her father and that santa wasn't real and by the way, it makes me yeah. sound like this guy was such a good guy going down the chimney. I ain't doing that shit. I I don't think I would have done People that. People did shit. that though. I mean, I it's know, like, I no, know. it's not I bad. Know. It's easy, you know. I can fit in the chimney, and it's I could sort of kind of managle my way down and everything. But yeah, that, he slipped and fell, broke his neck, which you know, and got stuck. So he mm. fell after he slipped and fell and broke his neck. He was stuck in a way that didn't have him come down anything. So anywho, so yeah. so uh, they all the, as, when they come back out they, because they hiding it in the, another place. Um, they come back out and all the gremlins are gone and they're going down the street to watch Snow White. And honestly, it's kind of cute. They're fucking moving along, watching Snow White. They're fucking loving it. And then Billy has to ruin the parade. He decides to blow the fuck up the place. Fucking dick. Like, I'm just yeah, saying. Blew him up, and all of them would have died, but Spike he had Want some candy. And when looking, and those, uh, his, his peoples, they cleaned out the place. So he had to go look for some num-nums and saw a candy store across the street, went in there, Broke in. Now he, he had a handful of candy. Was gonna bring it back, and so he can, you know, enjoy the movie. But it blowed up. 
And so, so they saw Spike in the store, and Spike was like, oh, you mother suckers. All right. And he left. Now, this is the part that sort of, I like, I like, but I hate at the same time, because we spend so much time talking about how smart and conniving and sneaky the gremlins are, and they are undone by their own stupidity. And this Please is what talk. I'm talking about. So, so, Billy and Kate and Gizmo, they go in, right? Look for Spike. Oh, by the way, Gizmo is here, people. Gizmo been here around the whole time. He's not really doing anything at this nah. time, but he does have a redemption. He has a moment in this in this scene because they put him down. Like Gizmo was getting punked the entire movie. They put him down, and I love when they fucking the, like, just Barbie, rocky Gizmo's uh, face. Dream car that apparently is battery powered, and he's driving it around. And the so power we'll have to talk more about the plot on that. But uh, this is what I'm talking about. Like Spike, in, he, instead of like, okay, our greatest advantage is numbers. I'm by myself right now. I need to find the closest source of water, like I did before earlier in the movie, and get me some uh, backup. But no, what does Spike do? He hides out in the department store trying to stop Billy to kill him. Um, I don't think like, he necessarily... I get revenge, but at the same time, numbers. I don't think he. I think he probably didn't like have the opportunity of water at the time. He was like, "I don't have any water right now." But no, while I'm but at this it, thing, go while look I'm, for water. While I'm looking I'm for water, I'm gonna stalk this motherfucker too. And uh, he finds water because of. Uh, yeah, he Kate, finds it, and then what turns he on? He ends up waiting. He doesn't uh, go straight forward. He waits. Nah, he's he waits, actually hunting he Billy. Billy a couple he, more times. He's hunting he Billy. Waits. He's like. Hey, guess what, motherfucker? And he's like, he's sitting at the water fountain, and he only sticks one finger in instead of dipping this up, and he's taunting him to like, yeah, you know what's about to happen. We're about to go for round two. You think you got me? No, I got you, bitch. And like, and then Gizmo comes through, and yeah. he's Gizmo's driving his car, around, and he hits a ramp that's a a, a little uh, shovel, no shovels up. And hits the cords for the blinds and pulls them down, and the light just Sunlight. floods it. Yeah. And uh, lights he hit. melts it. Um, and uh, Gizmo saves the day. Uh, yeah. Um, because cool not gonna be able to do anything uh, because uh, because Spike at this time too also had his gun again, trying to blast him like ah ah gotcha. Yeah, bitch. he was like yeah, you. you come on, motherfucker, what you got? Nothing. Um, and but, so. Uh, and at the and, end, you know, uh, Mr. Wing comes back see, uh, when they're at the house, you know, and celebrating Christmas. All this takes place on Christmas Eve, which, uh, again, makes it one of the best Christmas movies. Yes. So there. I was going to yeah. get into that. Is this a Christmas movie? Yes. I think so now, too. Like, it's yeah. I I enjoy this movie so much that it goes in the top five Christmas music movies. Like, Yeah, I, I, I have it up there. I watch it you know, I watch it year round. It doesn't have to be on Christmas, but if it does come on or during Christmas time, I will watch it because again, uh, it's a Christmas movie, just like Die Hard, one of the best Christmas movies of all time as well. So, that's debatable. Again, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. There's that's proof debatable. that's a Christmas movie, but anyway, so uh, yeah, Mr. Wing comes to their house and essentially just takes Gizmo. He's like, "Look, I told you." They take not for sale. 
and that's what happens. You see some yep. mayhem. And you know what? There's a weird part in the movie where they're like, the international guards in folks. And I get it. It's like, you don't know how to say it, but there was a part where this radio d- disc jockey was on a radio and it's like, guys, you thought the gremlins got rid of me because they attacked him in the studio. Like, no, nah, it's going to take a lot more than little green monsters to take me out. And we got the national guards on the way. They're going to be hosting these motherfuckers down. And I was like, just so happens the National Guard is showing up and they're going to use fire hose instead of bullets. These things have literally been known to kill and we're just going to use fire hose. They have intentions of killing and you're going to hose it. What sense does that make? You're the National Guard. You got weapons. Fucking. Hey, hey, hey. This is. I the know. Angle. The National Guard was probably still considered a joke back then, right? Okay, well, they ain't <laughs> no, no, but their bodies. But, uh, you know, they were probably had more popularity at the time than the Air Force. It wasn't until mm. Top Gun came out that the Air Force got a little bit more notoriety. Top Gun's not Air Force, Navy. Whatever. Oh, Anywho. Then, yeah, you guys don't have any notoriety. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, my brother's alluding to the fact that I'm in the military right now, uh, Air Force, uh, but I'm not going to get on that. So there's a couple of things. First off, uh, once again, good movie, good tone. I want to yep. point out the fact that, uh, that Steven Spielberg is the executive producer of this movie. Yep. And I want to point out one more thing. And like, you just, I mean, to be real quick, but, uh, they have group memory. They have past and group memory. They did not learn everything. I'm like, this is the first time they're watching Snow White. They all knew the words. And that's when it clicked in my head, like, these motherfuckers got, like, past or group memory. They're like, it's like their memory gets turned on, and then they get group memory where they all have the same thoughts or same ideas. Because it's just weird because they knew a lot of words and crystal cradles. I, get, I was like, didn't think about that. But when they watched Snow White, I realized, like, they all know the lyrics. Granted, Snow White could have came out wild, but that means somewhere in their past history, Gizmo would have had to have seen or heard it because he's the only one alive, and they now know it. Or something like that. Like, they all know it. I know it's for the kids, but that's what it is. Like It's, 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 it's possible. I mean, uh, it's possible. And that's something, too, uh, that I, I wanted to dis- discuss. I know we got to definitely move on because we ran a little long on the first movie and we still got to talk about the second one here. But uh, what? why do you think Gizmo is the way that he is? Uh, not as... Everyone, because... All the other gremlins that we've ever seen or the Magwise before they even turn into the gremlins looks like are him. the complete opposite. No, they look like him. Uh, and there would be... No, there's no, no. one. They're they look opposite personality. More evil. Uh, so in the second one, there's one that's a little more. He he's 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 not all there, folks. But uh, he is be more Gizmo one type than any others. I mean, he's not exactly nice. Nah, he's but just, I, he, he, he. I think because he he's also of, he would remind me honestly of the Joker. Like yeah. the one that you're talking about in the new batch <laughs> would remind me of the Joker. Like, just yeah. gives zero Fs about anything and will kill you while he's laughing hysterically. And yeah. just does stuff just because. Okay, and I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why Gizmo him. is more of a nicer Mac Y. Um, but he is, and thank goodness, because he's so fucking cute. He's, you he's, know, he's, 
so you know, um, I have always, this has been my thinking, the thought process behind it is that Gizmo is kind of like the, the head or like the, the template, like maybe the original and the, all the copies of them have been a little off or something, or it is it's like, or like he would be considered uh, a reject, like he has a deformity, kind of like, um, uh, oh geez, I forget his name now, but the, uh, the Wookiee that has a speech impediment that actually can speak basic. So when he talks, he can be understood. You know, I forget his name at the moment, but I, I, th- that's I one of those two things. Or now, I don't think our audience knows this. We'll talk about probably at the end. No, uh, we're yeah. talking about now. We're talking oh, about now. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Steven Spielberg directs this movie. If you catch the movie, and I know this is the whole thing, if catching the movie in the background, right next to one of Gizmo, is hiding an ET doll. E.T. fucking doll. So for them to make an E.T. doll, there had to be a reference of E.T., right? So in saying that, either Spielberg, they share the same universe as Star Wars. Let me put it that way. Star Wars and Gremlins. Star Wars and then, E.T. Gremlins are all in and the same then, universe, yes. And then also, I found out that uh, Indiana Jones is also in the same universe. Yep, they're all in the same universe. Only three of them, though, like Indiana Jones, uh, E.T., Gremlins, are in the same galaxy. Star Wars is the only one that's in the same universe, but in a galaxy far, far away. So that's <laughs> weird. Let me yeah. put it that way. Gremlins are technically are probably an alien. I would say so. Yeah. Cute you know, aliens. I'm curious if we're going to get that confirmation, because uh, that's what I was going to say. And I guess we can mention it now, too, but you know they are making a new Gremlin series called Gremlin's Secret of the Magwai. Magwai. No, I didn't know that, but I do remember it being a cartoon. Mr. Wing, and it's going to talk about, it's going to go through how he met uh, Gizmo, essentially. He's known him since he was a kid. And so we got to get in that history. And also seemingly, obviously, Magwai must be long-lived. Kind of like a Yoda species, right? Mm-hmm. So, which might put some credence in there. Maybe it's an alien species that crash landed and were stuck here on Earth, and they had to make the best out of you know what they needed to do. Uh, you know, so I would imagine we'll find out more about this. But there's a lot of uh, big time players in that one uh, that's going to be appearing, and it's going to be on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken, because this. Is Warner Brothers? It's either HBO Max or it's Warner uh, Brothers. Yeah, it's, it's so Warner it's Brothers. HBO Max. If so I'm not it's mistaken, sometime this year. It's Warner Brothers, and that's where I go into the second one. The yeah. first one done. It has a whisk. Say the whisk. The W word that I can't pronounce. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yes, the first one has some more of that word, uh, Phil, <laughs> it's more magical. It have a little Steve Spielberg. It's like it had. You could see his uh, markings in it, and you could yeah. see it. Second one, it starts off as a banger. I don't know which one I like more. I like them both, but the fucking let me realize, let me start off. Second one starts off with tiny with the Looney Tunes, 
Bugs and Daffy arguing, and they're on the screen, and then it goes there, and yeah. you see uh, Mr. Wayne uh, get offered uh, uh, money for the his, uh, money to buy his shop. Yeah, because Mr. Clamp. So this because one they, is yeah. They want to they want to make more room for like their uh their it was an Asian develop uh Asian yeah it's going to be an Asian themed uh district like district living district like you know? a downtown just for Asian thing like almost um and he doesn't sell but then after that he immediately dies unfortunately yep. and so they were able to get the profit for nothing because I guess. Mr. Uh, Wing's grandson wasn't around Does it, or anything. He didn't get put him in the will. I mean, he was there living with yeah, him. I know. So it, was, it was strange. And this is the thing, too, that... Well, maybe I, his grandson he, just sold. You know, Because I, grandson seems like the type that would have sold. It, maybe he did. And he sold. He, he left it to I mean, his will. He like, sold right, Gizmo. He sold Gizmo like it was nothing. He did. So. But <laughs> here's the... You know, something that I didn't realize in the first movie... That apparently, you know, they made very obvious in the second one that Mr. Wing's shop, when the dad went there the uh, very first time, was in New York. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I, I didn't and, know that was New York or anything. The second, the second time, I was like, was that always in New York? And uh, I also want to say, yeah. in the first one, I get it. it Mr. Wing, so this is one of the things I liked about it. Uh, the uh, They actually used a context, which... I mean, I granted contacts were around, but Mr. Wayne had a color contact in to make his eye look blind, which is, to me, I thought was ahead of his time. It was pretty good. And then they got better uh, fucking makeup, and his eyes looked literally blind in the second one. Like, so they, they yeah. stepped up the game, uh, yeah. you know, uh, try to tone down the uh, stereotypes of him. I mean, yeah. he's still smoking, but he's still the same, but they... It was a little toned down a little more, I felt. Uh, so, yeah, and this is where we get kind of one of our first contradictions uh, to the um, Mogwai lore. So after Mr. Wing dies and the Clamp organization acquires that last holdout building, they start destroying things. Gizmo is still there. He's sad because his, his friend, which we'll find out, I guess, in uh, Secrets of the Mogwai, he's known him since... Uh, uh, Mr. Wing was a kid. Yeah, Mr. You know, Wing, he's Mr. Known Wing him for is a long, long, long time. He's definitely but, eighty or seven or ninety. Yeah, and so they're breaking the building. Gizmo is like, "Oh shoot, I got to get out of here!" So he leaves the uh, the back of the place and is in, in the alley in, in broad daylight. Gizmo I guess killing outside broad daylight, and I, I always remember I. I in the, the sunlight, right? So this is actually listed as, I guess, a goof or if you want to say a plot hole. Some people, you know, refer to it as, but Gizmo not being uh, affected by the sunlight when he, you know, escapes the demolished shop. Look. Uh, some people like to argue that it's overcast, but yeah, look, no, it wasn't okay. that overcast. He had darn shadow. Okay, they have uh, three rules they gotta remember, which is pretty a lot of rules. Like, don't feed them, don't get them wet, and don't let them have sunlight. You would understand because you're not a movie maker, you're not a director or like a producer. You don't make movies, so you don't 
you don't know how hard it is to remember three things along with everything else those three things yeah okay you don't understand their uh their their struggle hey they don't have this problems in uh other franchises uh what (laughs) Uh, name a franchise that has plot holes um star wars where they hyperspace into another we are not going to besmirch the good name of Star Wars. Uh, so we don't want to talk about them jumping through hyperspace in another pl- ship. <laughs> hey, we always wanted to know what would happen if you uh, flew too close to like a star or sun or moon or something, right? I said star and sun. Oh my gosh, I taught. I used to teach science. Sorry, kids. Uh, star. No, no, they're, they're, they're completely different. Nine balls of gas. Anyway, they're completely different. A star or a moon or something, right? Yeah. So we did get to see that in the movie. Well, you know what's weird? We go through it, and it will blow up what you hit. You know what's weird? Now I think about it. What's that? People call their own personal star the sun, but other people call their their sun a star. So it's like saying. Hey, this is my mother, but it's this is Juanita, same person, but different, you know. So that's actually uh, it's a weird, very unique thing. Yeah, my, this is... yeah. Anyway, uh, going back to Gizmo. Um, yes. Yes, he was in the sunlight. Mm. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's admitted it was, uh, I guess, just one of those mistakes they forgot about because it comes back into play later on in the movie. In How many times play. are they recording that movie? Like, I mean, like I said, I I, I know I was fucking around, but uh, yeah, uh, the only three things that I remember, and they could just did the construction at night. Gizmo could have ran out because he was hungry, because he had no one has fed him for fucking months. Old man's dead. I don't know. Could have been, could have fixed that. Whatever. Uh, moving along. Yeah. So he gets picked up by one of the creepy uh, science twins. twins. By the way, is what the twin is familiar? Have you? What is else he's on? Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't make a difference. I remember seeing him on a couple of things. I was. I want to say it was a Macaulay Culkin movie, or some shit. Anyway, um, so yeah, he gets picked up and he's at the same building that just so happens where our heroes, yes, Billy and Kate are both back playing their same roles. They're uh, two kids that leave the, that leaves the small town life and go into the big city. Big city. To make it big. I don't, why the fuck are they in the big city? Because they don't seem like they really care to be in a big city. Well, because they wanted for to Billy to get his dream of being an art. Right, exactly. He didn't want to work at the bank anymore, so he wanted to be basically, I guess, an art designer person that's not marketing, but you know, an art architect. If that makes sense, mm. that's kind of what he was doing. He was working with the concept people and putting, you know, drawing the concepts. I think he would be probably a really good person who would work on movies, you know, to do the concepts and the storyboards, things like that. Because people get paid for that. That's an actual job. 
you know. Which again, hey, it works for him. It served him well, you know, in this movie, obviously he got noticed by uh his boss, uh, which is why uh, the He got noticed by his uh his his uh his supervisor. No, lot, no, yeah, no, the boss, I mean. the big boss, Daniel Clamp, and which is why his supervisor, Marla, wanted to, you know, uh wanted to have an executive meeting in, at a bar with yeah his she's just trying to talk business he's just she's just talking business you know she's over there trying to make deals trying to you know this is the 80s too this is how deals are made hey 90s actually but i will say you gotta get i give her i give this movie credit for that they are ahead of their time seeing putting women in a power uh dynamic coming on strong and sexually harassing a guy so and this mm. was before the me too era so they you know credit where credit's due they are ahead of their time in this billy ahead could have you know, felt uncomfortable ahead of time for sexual harassment yeah so women can sexually harass uh people as well and no one should be do it. just because you can doesn't mean you should do it so uh yeah billy's uh by this time billy uh hears someone whistling the tune of gizmo in a movie just some random guy and somehow billy knows exactly like where to go and how to steal this uh gizmo back out of the well he told him the the delivery guy it was a delivery guy he told him what floor they were on and he was like oh okay and yeah he went up there and posed as a um Xerox copy machine uh, repair person. And, With the toolkit. You know, like an actual fucking toolbox. Not... So yeah, either he had one in this office or he stopped by the... Uh, no, no, I'm just talking about... Department. I'm talking about me as an IT person. That's not a toolbox <laughs> to fix a fucking printer. Hey, hey. You don't know in the 90s what kind of uh, tools they would have needed to fix a printer. Just because your printers are, hammer. you know, you have to fix yours with the computer. They might have needed a screwdriver and a hammer to fix theirs back in the day. It was not. Right. What were you doing in the 90s? Uh, uh, yeah. Not uh, fixing uh, printers. 90, 1990? 1991? Yep. No, 1990, I was probably learning how to tie my shoes still. Getting that down pack. Getting that nice and getting that, that double uh, bunny ears. Just just getting it under control. You know? That's sad. Uh, so sad. Whatever. <laughs> what? I was five. When do you learn how to tie your shoes, genius? I don't know. Exactly. Probably earlier than that. Oh, oh, yeah, me because too. Again, I'm, yeah. I've always been advanced. Anyway, back uh, to the topic here. So, nice little segue. This all leads to, again, um, Billy's girlfriend, Kate, picking up the wrong uh, Joker-fied gremlin and taking him home and just having a, a hissy fit because Gizmo so, gets met and births uh, other gremlins. Yeah, uh, the, this time he gets wet because uh, janitor 
which genocides Paraman gets squirted by Water Fountain, and then he decides to fix it. And Gizmo, for some reason, would just he saw the water getting squirted on the floor near him, and he's like, "I'm gonna stand here and watch and see what happens." Now, and no, he, Gizmo actually left. He did leave, and uh, he actually yeah. went underneath the desk uh, to hide, like with the the art easel. But the, uh, next, yeah. the last shot was the one that shot the farthest and it went into the easel and you know you have the little pencil water pour uh, down yeah. and i'm assuming that the floor in the office is unlevel because you would think that it would just hit that and go into the little pencil case and disperse evenly but no it all it went into the case and slid down only on one side because it was draining that way so i was like huh that's weird it's not level, it's something I thought about. And lo and behold, it, the water falls on Gizmo's head and out pops uh, five other Mogwai. You know, which... one, one leader, which is going to be Spike. And then, of course, the other is a nice it's... little mix with uh, the Joker Gremlin. So remember how uh, I said in the last one where the Gizmo, the Gremlins have like a shared memory? and a historic memory, like yeah. something about them, they know way too much about things. They understand science and they understand machines and they understand, they know songs and whatever. So this new Spike, he is a little more nicer than the original Spike, but he seems like he's an offspring of the original Spike. Like you, if I didn't know any better, I would say like, it's not technically Spike, but it's Spike's son. And he knows that his dad was wrong. Like he's kind of given that type of, that kind of feel. Like he just somehow knows. Like he is not, he even has a different type of Spike because he doesn't have fur spikes. He has like a, more like a sharp jagged edge Spike. Like he's a different gremlin. Like Yeah, when he becomes a gremlin, he does, yes. I mean, but even so his, even his, first spike wasn't as it's just different and it's like it's almost feel like a son father son duo like like it's not the same one but his similarities are so enough it's like yeah that's your kid which comes from some other gremlin gizmo magwai more that they saw they needed a leader gremlin and they they like spike they, I think they were like, okay, yeah, like Spike from the first one. We're going to have a Spike uh, 2.0 for this one. And then partway through, through with some other little hijinks, they decided, huh, I think we have a better leader here. You know, I just, like, do you not feel like he was, he was, he reminds you of the old Spike, but he's a little more crazier and zany. Like, he's not, he's not like no. the fucking Joker one that gets picked up. Definitely not no, like that, he, but he's, he was ruthless, man. He no, was he is ruthless, but he's not as he was torturing Gizmo. Like in the, in the, the, he was literally torturing him. Not he could not, have easily killed him, but he was like, "This is gonna be more fun for me just to torture them." He just he seems a little different. Like I don't know, That's he's not like I like to say like he's more psychotic. I don't that don't mean you can't be fucking. Not as serious. Like he did the first one seemed like more menace menace menacing of a spike. And this one's like 
yeah, I'm going to play games with you. I'm going to torture you. Sadistics, that would be the word. Like, he's having fun with it. That's what I said. Well, you said it wrong, and I said it right. Everyone heard it here. Audience, please tell them that I'm right, he's wrong. And that's it. (laughs) So, yeah, they go through. uh, She picks up this, I don't know, like, what's what's really crazy is she doesn't really want to deal with the gremlins and stuff. I get it, it was a traumatic experience. By the way, two for two Christmas. She's not she's not having a good Christmas life. She's going to see a psychiatrist. Uh, but uh, but uh, she, I like I don't know. She spent the rest of the Christmas with Gizmo, and she was at uh her you know his house. Like I feel like she bonded with Gizmo. But uh, no, she was not having a gizmo at first. And then gizmo, of course, was uh, a little more crazier than what she remembered. And that's yeah, because exactly. he was, he was uh, the gizmo. Yeah. Well, you know, it was not gizmo. Uh, they get back. Billy comes back. He realizes, like, hey, this is a gizmo. What the heck? And takes, um, uh, takes the crazy one uh, with them because they realize, oh, shoot, gizmo must have got wet. And let's figure this out. So when they get back to Clamp Tower, right, they're looking for Gizmo, uh, and they end up uh, finding out that, you know, the I don't uh, know what happened here. What? Nah, you really just went out like bad. Like you're going, like your your screen came back for a little bit. You talking, I was able to understand you. Now I can't even understand you it's like that that can you talk i mean i don't know yeah there you go i can hear you i can hear you uh, now. okay yeah because again i i don't know maybe it's the maybe it's the program or something everything else is running smoothly every time when you said that i said like, okay let me just double check and refresh a page and it pops right back up. I'll so. find out how it sounds in a few when I when we get done. Because uh, I see you, you're cutting in and out like your screen, like you're, you're still talking, but it's like your picture is going in and out. Uh, <laughs> how about, let me let me turn off, let me disable my camera. Maybe that might save some quality. Disable your camera so we can save some quality on the picture. All right. We could just talk to each other. Talk okay. to me. I say, I say, talk to me. Man, you're gonna have fun editing all this. I will. Um, you know, I just so... realized too that we talked about a lot of this when you were. I said, like, oh shoot, yeah, we did talk about uh, Kate picking up Joker Gremlin, and you yes. know his date with Marla, and you know we. I think we made it back to them going back to Clamp Tower. Because I was like, oh, shoot, yeah. Uh, but no worries. So. Yes, so that is true thing. Joker Gremlin, he did kind of, he had a very psychotic thing. I like how his, he was cross-eyed and just <laughs> goofy as all shit. Um, yeah, that really yeah, uh, uh, helped play up the crazy factor with him. Because you know, people who are cross-eyed, they're crazy. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But yeah, so they get back uh, to Clamp Tower and they're looking for him and realize that, uh, you know, something must have happened because they don't see any of them. They ended up going to basically, I guess, like security and, you know, it's where a lot of people are monitoring the, uh, you know, the cameras and whatnot. But I, I like to call it the tattletale room because some of the, the workers in there monitoring the cameras, they would tell uh, Forrester, played by oh. the best doctor in uh. Star Trek. He was the doctor oh. Star Trek Voyager, Robert Picardo. Wait, so there's a hilarious part earlier in the movie where they're watching the they're um, they're, they're in that like security room, whatever. Yeah, the cattle. And there's guy. This old man just goes and has a quick smoke break. Like he, they see him, they put the lights on him, says, hey, thank you for your 28 years of service. We know you're about to retire next month. Get the fuck out. And it's like, I was like, geez, monsters over here. It just, I felt so bad. Like you don't get no severance. No pension. Nothing. No. You got one hour to get your crap and get up out. Get up. And he only think, yeah, he got an hour to get his stuff. I was like, geez. But you know what? The, uh, the best part of all that was after the fact when the you heard her, 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 her old girl, she was like, uh, uh, was calling HR and said, we have an uh, uh, opening in upper management or, you know, something pay five or scale five or something. Uh, higher management. As soon as that happened, I was like, dang, this is like nothing. They reveled in it. So, which is nice uh, because of what happens to them next. That's why I said that's nice. I like that it sort of get their comeuppance. So, Billy's in the tattletale room telling them about the gremlins and, you know, the rules, sunlight, no feeding after midnight, and what be, uh, above all else, don't get them wet, that sort of thing. And so, they're laughing. They think this is obviously a joke, and they're like, "Okay, okay. What about this?" They're, you know, they're trying to find loopholes in the rules. And the loopholes that, that you know you fans was, actually came up with. And one the loopholes that that we would say in our lives, "Hey, they eat at the time zone." They eat, like what on a plane? Eat, go to the time zone. Yes, yes. Yeah. Does not make sense. So exactly. Or if it's you know what happens if hey they ate. You know, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock, right? They finish eating. So before it's well before midnight. But like most people, depending on what you eat, you might have residue or maybe something stuck between your teeth and it gets dislodged at 12.02 a.m., right? And you swallow that. Is that considered eating after midnight? How much of a meal does it have to be? You know, that sort of thing. And... Uh, as they were coming up with this, uh, a fully fledged gremlin jumps out of the console that they were monitoring people on and st- uh, attacks uh, old dude who was sitting at it. And all heck breaks loose. Needless to say, after that, they do f- realize Billy was not lying. So, yeah, so the- then we're back to the old ways of gremlin music. Yeah. I love that song. It was good. You know, and so they go through, obviously, the there's ends up being lots of them. 
um, because they, they had the sprinklers, they get wet and they multiply. And um, it's nuts because they're everywhere in the building. And they sure. make it back up to the science room where, uh, you know, Gizmo was being held at first. And all the different experiments that they were doing in there, those chemicals, the gremlins start eating them. Messing with them. You know? So, yeah, there's a part of the movie where that room i re- i remember i originally thought that was a part of the overall building no just like any other building you don't know anything they was actually leasing out a part of that floor or that floor from the main guy that owns the building and uh, like the 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 person of the building uh it's a giant new york building it's the biggest one in new york so it's a lot of floors so a lot of grillmans get up there and um and uh, they do weird experiments up there in that mm-hmm. place. Uh, the first great one I see is the one where uh, where the gremlins are, what, the bat? No, not the bat. The bat one was good. But there was a fruit one. The intelligent one is t- definitely great. I, uh, and the electricity one. Which one's your favorite? My favorite, honestly, it would have to be the brain gremlin. Because yes. he or- orchestrated everything. Like Spike, well, at the time, you say, okay, he's the leader. You know, they were following him. But he was the leader. They went into that room, and the uh, the gremlins just started, you know, basically transforming, being mutated further. Spike got, he took his serum that he wanted, and he just kind of left. And yeah, he, he was the leader. his own thing. After that, there was the brain one, and then the brain gremlin kind of took over. He's the one he who fat. basically uh, ingested the sunlight blocking agent for the bat gremlin to have him go out and explore in the daytime so they would know what where to go at night. So, I mean, he's like planning ahead in this. So it was, it was really good. Then, then there was also the transgender uh, gremlin as well. There was a serum that I guess you know makes you switch sex, uh, which again plays credence to all the uh, magwai are male. There must be no uh, male, not true, uh, no female gremlins or magwai unless not tr- unless. Only male uh, magwai will Sorry. spawn other male magwai. Female magwai might spawn female magwai when they get wet. So in the first one, there was a female magwai. Either that or that magwai was just cross-dressing. Cross-dressing, man. That, that was gremlin was cross-dressing. Then... <laughs> I, I never thought that that was a female. Uh... I always thought that was a cross-dressing uh, gremlin because you can tell... And this the, this gremlin is definitely female versus the other one. I mean, this the boobs, the lips, and everything. It was just a had the legs. This one was the mm. other one in the first movie was just a bad crossdresser. Mm. Let me let me ask you this: mm-hmm. If you saw that that magwai, would you would she have got it? Huh? 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 The huh? one from the first one, uh-huh. the first one from the second one. The answer is still going to be the same. Hey, no. 
<laughs> which uh, we'll, we'll get to. That's going to be a post credit scene that we'll, yeah, we'll, no, we'll talk go about, over it. right? Um, so, so, yeah, so you know, um, after they get their powers and whatnot, the Bat Gremlin, which is one of my favorite parts because it's a, it pays homage to one of my favorite movies of all time. Batman 89. This is, this, it's owned by so Warner Brothers. The Bat Gremlin flies out the, of the uh, building and it make, leaves a bat symbol uh, in the wall. They, uh, Warner Brothers now, owns both properties, so they could do that. Of course. And so what ends up happening is the Bat Gremlin, you know, he flies around the city stalking and everything. And our favorite couple who we thought bit it in the uh, last movie that's still alive somehow in this one, uh, the Futtermans, uh, Murray and Sheila, Futterman that is, are out seeing the sights in New York. You know, there's uh, some sort of war, war, uh, two reunion or something with Murray and his peeps. So they're there, they were visiting the kids, which, you know, Billy and Kate, uh, visiting the kids, uh, you know, while, while they were in the city. So they're just touring now because obviously Billy and Kate are working or, well, fighting for their lives when the Bat uh, Gremlin swoops down from a cathedral, kind of like another favorite uh, property of mine, Gargoyles, you know, and starts attacking uh, Murray. Mr. Futterman has the worst luck with um, Gremlins, I'm going to imagine, because of all the people that were there they in went New York City. Uh, for him, which kind of pays, uh, I guess, some credence to my brother's theory here that maybe they have some sort of shared collective memory when they are spawned. Because why else would they, you know, of all those people, go after Mr. Futterman? Futterman. You know, so. They could sit some. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, shoot. but you know what? This guy. Futterman holds, he, he holds up his own. He does. Uh, he beats him down, and luckily there was a cement trunk there. He throws him into the cement, you know, and then it the bat gremlin's strong enough to fly up to the cathedral and lands, and is going to be now a permanent fixture, like the other gargoyles that are on the cathedral. So two things about this part. Yeah. One. Featherman, you see him and his wife. She's taking pictures. He has all his luggage. They got there the night before, and they were supposed to stay with Kate and Billy. But Kate and Billy said they can't. So they kick him out. They pin him in. A, they say, you got to go to another hotel because they got gremlins, and they're trying not to bring anyone like to realize what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. That yeah. picture shows that he's carrying his luggage. That means they probably did not get a hotel room. And they're out there the whole night and day roaming through New York City, which is sad. Second Fair thing, point. yes. When he's getting attacked, when he's getting attacked by the gremlin, he is. Do you not notice how there's this flying monster attacking him, and people are walking by the background, like, and they're getting pissed at Featherman for bumping into them. True New York, don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> you see a flying yeah. monster, and you're like, yo, man, I'm walking here. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's not till he goes to the cement truck where people start, like, noticing, but still no one's helping him out. 
no one's everyone's taking it back, but they're actually noticing it now. But I so, was like, okay. You know, it's weird. I've I've always noticed that and thought that was strange, and it, it's funny because you could definitely make the argument that that's New York. You know, hey, as long as it's not bothering you, you don't bother it. But oh no, you don't bump into me. <laughs> we got to fight. <laughs> but I just think I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised honestly if it's one of those uh, movies like, okay, we're gonna we're filming this in New York, right? We can't block off the street or anything. So what? But and... what we can do? We're gonna have a guy or one of our cameramans gonna be like across the street, uh, but focused on you, right? You're going to be acting like something's in front of you. You're going to be swatting at it, you know, bumping and moving around. And people probably is like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? Is he crazy or something? He's swatting at the air. Because you're like, don't worry about it. We'll fix it in post. We're going to, you know, CGI it uh, later. Uh, You know, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Dick Miller was like, CJ, what now? (laughs) Just just do what he said. You're good. You're good. You're good. Just get on your mark and you go from there. And so he does so, it, probably why people are looking at him like that. But then when they had the interaction with the cement truck uh, and everything, those are pro- obviously actors, which is why the reaction that you get with the extras is different from when the uh, the Bat Gremlin first lands. I, I would not be surprised if that was actually what happened. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it is. Yeah, well, you, you could tell. it was 89 when they did this, so... <laughs> Uh, so there, there, so back inside the our part of the thing, uh, the Grimms are running muck. The electricity ones go through the phone lines. And by the way, the phone lines, they had FaceTime before FaceTime was a thing. Like they literally have face-to-face video talking to each other phones, which is crazy. Uh, but the gremlin goes and attacks the, the CEO just happened to be in the building, the head, the person that owns the building. And yes. um, tries to kill him. Um, he he holds his own. He kills a gremlin. Unfortunately, the secretary probably died. Yeah, but he, he put he, a he gremlin in a paper shredder. Yeah, yeah, and they that showed a lot of they showed a lot of stuff. It was pretty gruesome. Um, but he holds his own, and um, and uh, and then like. Like he knows that the Grimms are real, so Billy's up there. He's trying to talk to him and let him know that Grimms are real. Just what we gotta do. And he's on board. He's this guy is a he's like a hero. He's like a, a, a opportunistic hero. Like he's not like, really a he's bad not, guy. I've never thought of him as after you meet um, him, never think you don't really think of him as uh, your typical slimy man where he's like slimy, sly. Okay, we gotta cover this uh, up. Right. We're just doing right, a bad guy. Like, but he is opp- opportunistic. Right. He like, wants he, to make like, money, but he doesn't want to make money by hurting people. He does want to help people. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I like that. It was refreshing to see that type yeah. of person. Um, you know, he's More not than the evil, evil businessman. Like loot and plunder or anything, you know. All right. All right. I, I mean, like, realistically, if we, if, if this movie was today, or even back then, like, more likely this guy would have been a person like, oh, we got these gremlins. Well, we could sell this to the military. We could mass produce these. We could, I'm like, okay, that's what I was thinking. And I forgot that this guy was actually a pretty decent human being because yeah. he cared for his employees and he tried to protect them. And he went, 
he went and put his life in danger to help get the building locked down. So I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I appreciate so it. they, uh, you know, Billy and him talk, they come up with the plan. Uh, you know, Daniel Clamp, he has an, a secret escape hatch out of the building. So he leaves to go get the second, you know, part of their, his part of the plan uh, taken care of, which essentially is to have the clocks moved ahead, uh, you know, three hours, get a giant backdrop that's a night scene placed in front of the lobby of the building, which again, I, I've, I've thought about this recent, more recently as I've watched this movie, like when I got older. Okay, so where the heck did they get that? It's just, I mean, that's just a very random thing to have. Like, we have a giant yeah. back, nighttime I, backdrop scene that's, honestly, uh, when I say giant, I mean big enough to do the front of an entire building. Like, what the skyscraper oh, right here? Like, literally a skyscraper. And then we got to get the, hey, when you're you know, rich, you're the rich. cranes in place because it's so giant. You need two cranes to lift it up, right? Uh, so uh, when, you, when you're rich, you're rich. Like, that's all I say. Like, you, you got money. You wouldn't understand it because you're so broke. But yeah, me and my rich billionaire friends, we could afford that. Yeah, we got, that, we got that on we call. the other half live. <laughs> so but, he takes care of his part. And what was I really go, nice. Like huh? Mr. Uh, Futterman uses the secret entrance that Mr. Clapp did to get into the building and everything, and goes to help out Billy. So Wait, they before are we get to that, the next part. The I want to talk about this one part. So there's this yeah. guy that Billy hangs out with, this old uh, movie monster. He's dressed as Dracula. Ah, yeah, and he's just, Fred. He's pretty much uh, what's it? Robert Three thousand leagues under the sea. No. Uh, What's that? The show where the the robot and uh, the aliens where they review movies. He's pretty much like El, El Meyer where she used to review monster movies and stuff like that. And he wants to be a real journalist. And uh, and so he sees this opportunity to be a real journalist. He finds this guy with a camera uh, uh, and he starts recording and talking to the monsters. And he does an interview with the smart monster. And it's amazing. Like the smart gremlin is sitting there telling about how they just want civilization. They want to be treated like he would be like, they want to be treated like equals and they just want what everyone else got. And, uh, and then it's, it's just, it's just, you just got to see it because he's sitting there, he's talking and they're doing the interview. And then this one gremlin comes up and start acting a fool. And then he just takes his gun out, shoots him in the head. And then he goes back to his conversation and it's just, it, it is. It's amazing. It. Oh, hold on. Majority of the, you know, ninety nine percenters don't either. You know. Uh, but no. Yeah. So. Sorry, folks. If you're not rich like me, making money off this podcast. Oh, geez. Don't listen <laughs> to them. We haven't done commercials yet, but those will be coming soon. Um. But <laughs> yeah. So after he goes up, um, uh, once again, my. Uh, Featherman uh, sees that his opportunity to get inside a building because he wants to help out. Hero. Hero. I'm just saying, this man gave his life to Nam, and then he gave his life for Gremlins. Yeah, he had a rough bash and he was an alcoholic, but he got it together, and then now he's about to give his life for more Gremlin mayhem. 
He, yeah, but bro. I think he's also kind of a closet racist. Though. What? He doesn't like the Italians? He's just he, he's very America first and darn foreigners and this yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean for for the time that was I probably mean, you know he's very, he progressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so they're in there. Billy has the plan. You know, essentially they're going to try to corral the gremlins all into the lobby and everything so they could drop the tarp and sunlight flushes in and you know lock all the doors so they can't go anywhere yeah so what ends up happening wait well before we go into this before we go into this part because that's later on i want to talk about the one of my favorite parts so there's this guy in the movie uh that a little old man like uh have you ever seen a myra the old tv show Uh, where she'll where she will go over and review uh, movies, vampire movies. Well, this guy, he dressed like Dracula, his name is Grandpa Fred. He goes over and reviews movies, but he wants to be something more. He wants to do journalistic, like, he wants to be a journalist. He doesn't want to do this Dracula crazy. But so he gets a cameraman. He sees the opportunity because he sees the new coverage, can't get in the building. Sees the opportunity for himself. He takes the life by the balls. And then he goes and starts interviewing the gremlins. He starts yeah. talking, starts getting into mayhem, and he takes the smart gremlin and starts interviewing him. And the smart gremlin is going over what they want. And he's like, what are you guys here for? The smart gremlin is like, what everybody wants, what everyone needs. We want to be treated like, like we want civilization. We want to be treated like equals. And he's talking all this. And it's so great because he's so articulate. And then he sees this uh, crazy gremlin fucking up his uh, interview and mm-hmm. he just takes out his gun, shoots him and he's like, now see, was that civilized? And it's just it is just the greatest thing about the, that is the one of the best part of the movie. I love it and that 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 it just was so amazing. Yeah. Um, but then another part was a little like a little bit after that someone else is in the theater because it's a big building so everyone's doing their own thing and uh there happened to be this uh this film critic talking about gremlins one and how the movie's a piece of garbage uh, actually let me take that back there's a there's a theater and uh yeah he's talking about how the you know the guy's talking about how the movie's a piece of crap and the gremlins start attacking him and it was like, you think our first movie was a piece of crap? And then they, they just did in front of Muck. And then it cuts to a person, a woman coming out of theater saying, this movie's, this movie's horrible. What, what filth are you showing? And all this stuff. And she's with her kid. And he's like, ma'am, I just show the movies. I don't make them. And then there's the gremlins that are attacking the theater. And then you see that breaking the fourth wall. And then Hogan comes up and tells the Gremlins to knock it off, stop messing with the movies, because they're they're literally damaging the movie as we talk, as it goes on. And Hogan's threatening them, and he takes off his shirt to Hulkster versus the Gremlins, who's gonna win? Uh, it's great. Pythons, brother. It's yeah. great. It's it's a it's a piece it's of America. Kind of. Yeah. The, it's, their it, classic fourth wall breaks that they have. And so the Gremlins know they're in a movie. 
I, I would guess. And not everyone knows, but I think certain people know they're in a movie. So I, I think they know. Um, and it's, it was just a great part of the movie. I think that was, uh, that made it, gave it its charm of this one. And like I said, this movie is a little more slapstick, more crazier, more zany than the first one, but it's still a good movie compared. I mean, it's they're both good in their own right. Yeah. So uh, that was definitely uh, nice, you know, a uh, little nod there. Uh, kind of very comedic horror in this movie. So uh, after all that, you know, the uh, gremlins are all in the lobby and they are really excited and everything. And just like within the first one, they have to have a, you know, a classic sing-along. And, and of course, my, since they are boy. in New York City, it my has to be New York, out. New York. Old Smart Gremlin. Famous song, right? Genius Gremlin comes out singing the head of the song. He's killing it. And they're doing, they're doing step by step. They get the female gremlin, her own little like uh, cabaret show part. It's, it's. It, it, I know it's, it's silly. Not. It's silly, but it's great silly. And you know, it's it's like, is this? I would say it's almost B movie style, but it's good. So I can't get call it B movie because it's actually good. It's actually fun. Till this day, it's fun. So, and during all this, while they're singing and everything, Billy, Kate, um, Mr. Futterman, and Marla, they're sort of running around. They're making sure the doors are locked and whatnot because they know they're about to drop the tarp. They're all there. And outside, uh, you know, Mr. Clamp is like, okay, are we ready to drop the tarp? It looks like they're all in position there. And wouldn't you know it, they start hearing thunder above them. Which is weird. It's almost like it came out of the blue, I swear. It's like you wouldn't know, like, it, rain's coming. But they heard the thunder. Look up. It's overcast. We didn't, we didn't have so weatherman in the like 90s. They're not going to be able to kill him. Okay. But so really everyone knows. Plan B in his back pocket. Everyone knows back in the 1990s, we didn't have weathermen. Like, it's a factual thing. There was no such thing as weathermen. People just looked at the sky and hoped the best. They rolled the dice. That's how they lived their lives back then. It was so long ago, 19. No, I, I know, right? Because it, it's you can't really plan for it because you look at the sky and it's like okay, thirty it's years out now. And I, again, you know, it's those surprise storms. They come out of the blue, man. You're like one second, it's sunny, clear skies, and literally that next very next second, it's dark as all get out. You know, those clouds just materialized out of thin air. Well, I mean, it is there, so I guess it works. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Billy does have a plan B. Yeah. He, 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 my quick, man like is thinking on his feet. Girlfriend, man. He's like, he's like, for a call from uh, love, uh, any, anywhere. Yep. Because, like, yeah. Bam. Yeah. He's like, there's a call on hold in Mr. Clamp's office. I need you to uh, transfer it down here and just be ready for it. Have it waiting. And, and then, like, Mr. Funny, I want you to get that fire hose and start lighting them up, you know, just spraying them. He's like, what? Water? He's like, yeah, just do it. He's like, okay, Billy, I hope you know what you're doing, right? And he's like, Kate, you ready? All right, give me the phone. Here we go. You know, they're all wet and they're 
the brain gremlins in the middle, New York, New, hitting the high note, then gets blasted with water. They all start screaming because I'm imagining when they do those, uh, the multiplications, it must yeah, be it's painful because they well, it's are coming out of the middle of their back. Uh, you know, it's, kind of, it's a, they're birthing out the middle of their back, like yeah. And geez. as they're all soaking wet, Billy releases the call. And if you uh, remember, he had the the electric gremlin on hold in Mr. Clamp's office. So electric gremlin's free now. He comes out. And it's like he's attracted to the water, and they're all wet. So he goes, and you know what happened? Water and electricity obviously doesn't mix. And they are fried, cooked, and just turned into goo. And so the gremlins are not able to go out and explore New York and basically take over the country there. Uh, One of the best parts of this, though, after, you know, Billy and crew defeats the gremlins, I guess uh, Mr. Clamp had a part plan B as well. Basically, I screw it. We're just going in, guns blazing. And so SWAT team and them, they run in, and he slips in some gremlin goo, and that's it. Which I always thought that there was going to be a sequel to this, because you have people in lab coats that are scooping up the gremlin goo. Goop. Like, you're like, okay, they're going to experiment on that. So... The movie's done. Um, by the way, uh, Featherman gives Billy a raise, to, uh, which is all oh, is well. Uh, he even gives uh, his sexual harassing boss. Uh, he has her romantic interest with her, like, "Hey, what's your name?" And then she becomes the head of PR. Everyone's happy. Good movie. Side notes: I want to point out. Do you know if Christopher Lee was in this movie? Yes. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Count Dooku himself. Count Dooku. What's the other thing he does? It's Lord of Rings. Yes, he was uh, Sauron. Uh, Sauron. Solomon. Yes. Sauron. And Lord of the Rings. Yes. So Chris Lee's in this movie, and he does not miss. But I will say this: when he gets electrocuted by, because he gets electrocuted by the electrical gremlin. I thought Star Wars immediately when I saw it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was just submitting that this movie is the same universe as Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. He's done so many things. Obviously, the Gremlins too. You know, we Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I mean, he was in Charlie the Tra- Chocolate Factory. This uh, guy is a badass too. By he the way, video like, games as well. He was in Kingdom Hearts two. He was actually a uh, World War Two vet. Do you know that? He was uh, actually supposedly a spy in World War Two. Like they say, some of his escapades. I don't know how true it is, but some of his escapades are based off of James Bond escapades are based off a little bit of his. Not quite one to one, but like things he done. Uh, I don't know. Dude's a badass. I like him. And he he knows how to have fun in movies. Like, yeah. he's not all serious actor. Like, you feel someone like that that's been around for so long, that's been doing so many movies. He done Dracula to, like I said, yep. Star Wars to Lord of the Rings. He'll be more serious. He'll want to take his, he want to have a major role in something. But no, he's he's a, he seems like a genuine guy in all his movies, and it seems like he has fun. And he's willing to poke fun of himself and make light of the of whatever situation he is. Yeah, I so get I like that. him. And he's a yeah. rock and roll. Like, he's a heavy metal. 
enthusiasts. Like he got some heavy metal albums out there that are hardcore. Like I, it's not my cup of tea, but respect game. Yeah, you have to. So, what do you think of that uh, sort of post-credit uh, scene there? So, I remember I asked you, would you hit? <laughs> Reason why I'm asking because at the end of the post-credit, the gremlin, the uh, the main guy of security, uh, yeah, the Forrester, the Forrester, the the jerk. I guess if anyone was the jerk or the bad guy, he wasn't even like that bad of a guy. Like he just. He just was all about business, uh, but he gets kidnapped by, I mean, already the female gremlin starts harassing him. And, no, uh, he, she kidnapped him because she was chasing him earlier in the movie. Yeah, she, and, and then she kidnapped him. locked him up in the bathroom. And then all of a sudden you see her coming down. She turns down the lights, and then she's coming down the aisle saying, here comes a bride. And he looks and he's like, he's, he's scared in the corner and he looks and she starts trying to kiss him. And he's like, why not? Why not? Because it's a gremlin. You know, she looked at her because she was just, you know, batting her eyes and everything. And he kind of looked, was like, huh, had a thought, like a thought that he had never thought before enter his head. And when that thought entered, it opened the door crack. And he was like, a species, I, mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt. And an interspecies relationship. So interspecies relationship. Yes. That's what he said. He's like, yeah. why not? Why the heck not? So this was the only gremlin that was left alive uh, at the end of this movie, uh, and of course, uh, Gizmo the Magwai. So you were telling me earlier. Yeah. We talked earlier, and you said that they're going to make a spinoff show cartoon. Yes. Yes. Uh, based off the exploration of the old man, the old uh, Chinese man that died, that was watching the gizmo for his whole life, and is what do you think is gonna go? You think they're gonna say they came from space? They're gonna tell about the origin of them? I mean, it's always been like an origin of gremlins where they mess up planes and some crazy guy, or they in some war and they fucking up the allies or something like that. So you think they're going to try to explain that? Or you think they're going to try to loop back in this movie uh, that Grimace are still around based off of this one girl? Okay, yeah, fair enough. So it's going to be an animated series. So um, it's called Gremlins Secret of the Mogwai. Uh, This is going to star a lot of a very well-known cast original Um, name by the way i'm fucking around i said original name original name right okay yeah so uh it's going to let me make sure it's uh the series will consist of 10 episodes and it's a prequel to the 84 1984 film uh gremlins and the sequel gremlins new batch it's set in 1920s Shanghai, China. Uh, this, it will tell the story of a 10-year-old Sam Wing who met Gizmo, the young Magwai. Okay, so it's going to be how they first meet, their interactions, and everything. This is going to come to at uh, HBO Max, and it's supposed to be coming out this year. Um, so I'm skeptical about it, but. 
I don't know why I shouldn't be skeptical because first off, I like a lot of shit that HBO does. Like, yeah, they do. They do good stuff. And then second off, the first two movies are good where I shouldn't be afraid of it. Like they're, they're solid, solid content. They're solid movies. Um, speaking of which, let me go to the rating system. The first one, I know you, your rating system is, it's a buy. It's a buy when it gets released. It's a go to theaters and watch it. Me personally, I think it's a definitely pay for renting. Not, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the movies and watch it, but pay for renting. I think it's that quality of a of a movie. And okay. it's, so it's that's wholesome enough for, for both families. For both of them, or is that just the first one? That's for both of them. For both, okay. I like the second one more, but that's oh, kind of a little right. more silly. Right. But the first right. one still has its charm. The first one has the Steven Spielberg, and as you guys know, it go through the podcast with us. I am not a huge Steven Spielberg fan. Like, I don't hate him. But I think he's definitely overrated as a Yes, director. he thinks he's overrated. And as I can, will continue to tell my brother, he's crazy. Steven Spielberg, to quote, uh, oh, geez. Was it? Geez. I, I forget, was it? It's Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy, somebody. He's a musical genius. So Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg. I will say is a musical genius with movies. It is definitely the best, or if not the best, one of the best directors out there. But that's a moot point, given the fact that he didn't direct neither one of these movies. So, he just, but he is a he good director. Just, he just had his fingers in it. And honestly, yeah, as, as Steven Spielberg's a part of a movie, you better believe it's going to have some of his magic. And you saw that definitely in the first one. You're going you're gonna to see some of his his influence in that movie and the first one you saw more second one i think he just he helped produce it like he he was just there he didn't do anything with the second one i don't think so speaking of the 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 ratings obviously i own both of these movies like physical medium copies uh you know so on dvd so i bought these a long time ago i watched them uh constantly when we did when we were prepping for this episode, I actually watched it on HBO Max, mainly because it was just easier than, you know, plug, uh, getting the DVDs out and putting them into my uh, PlayStation to watch. So, you know, yeah. But the rating systems, you know, on, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes is certified fresh. The first one, 85%. And the second one was 71%. Now, which, that's, now the that's thing low. that I find interesting. It has a higher audience rating for the first one than it does the second one. The audience rating for the first one was 81%, but the audience score for the second one was 57%, which is interesting because I don't remember that. I actually, with you, I guess when I first watched this, obviously in the 90s, I was still young. You know, I was about, uh, what? You were still 11. I was about 11. So... It was very silly. I liked it. The different gremlins. It had the Batman nod, obviously, you know, electricity. It was pretty cool. But the first Gremlins movie had a box, uh, a budget of $11 million. Its first weekend, it made $12 million. 
Ooh. The opening weekend, it got its budget back. Now, for its entirety of its run, it made uh, over a worldwide $153 million. Gosh dang, that's good. So, which All is right. why it definitely got a sequel. The sequel was great. I wish I could have those returns. I know, that's a crazy return. Now, the second one had an estimated budget of $50 million. You can sort of see that the special effects were a little bit more. Special effects. Probably uh, Chris Willis in it, so yeah, you got to pay my man. Um, right. And then some of the, the actors, you had more higher quality actors. Name actors. Would have been a bit more. And then plus, but, if I was Billy and Kate, I'm like, yo, I made the first movie. You got to pay me. Exactly. Give me my money, Steven. So, estimated budget of about $50 million. Opening weekend, it made uh, uh, almost $10 million opening weekend. Over the entirety of its run, it grossed worldwide a little over $41 million. Ooh, so not that good. It didn't even make back its budget. Mm. So the this was definitely a box office flop. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say flop, but it was a box office flop. They didn't make his money back. I I mean, now, not making your uh, money he, back is he can one have thing. movies. You know, there's lots of movies we like that are box office flops. I mean, hey, one of my but, favorite movies of all time, which I say it should be up there. Well, before. Marvel started owning the, you know, movie going experience with their movies. One of the best comic book movies ever made that is definitely in my top five. And it still is, you know, uh, even with all the Marvel stuff is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That movie bombed. And was not very well received, but it has a cult following now. And yeah. a lot of people love it. It just recently celebrated its, what was it, 25th anniversary or something? I know they were showing it in movie theaters again. You know, but given everything that's happening, I didn't actually get a chance to go to that one. But yeah, so uh, Gremlins 2 was a box office flop, even though it is a good movie, in my humble opinion. So, Which is kind of put a nail in the coffin for the third one. There was an actual planned third Gremlins movie, believe it or not. This one was going to actually see Gizmo transform into a Gremlin. Like he goes from being cute and cuddly and he actually transforms into a, a Gremlin. And he goes back to where his people come from and tries to reform them. So oh. kind of what we were talking about, something was going on with Gizmo as being like different from all the others. So He's making a, them a not crazy killers and everything. He actually gets into a relationship with a human and they have a child. And so their child would have been trying to figure out where they belong in the world because they're a half-breed, essentially. So... The 90s, you're telling me we was down for interspecies relationship. A little weird. Very much so. Very but, much so. Oh, that's one thing but I want to talk about. Uh, I love 
at the beginning of the movie, you see uh, Gizmo watching TV. His master, the old man, doesn't like him watching TV. Thinks it's uh, around his mind. Trains. And then uh, Gizmo's watching Rambo. Uh, yep. I don't know which one. I think it's Rambo one. It's Rambo nah, one. It's not the first one. It's he's in the jungle. It's probably yeah. like the second one. He has exploding arrow tip. Uh, but the second, the second one, he's he's not in jungle. He's in uh, Oakland or uh, Oregon. He's in no, America. He is not not the second one. In yeah. the second one, he goes in the first one. That's where in the very first one, Rambo uh, first blood. He's, he's in America. Oregon. All the My other bad. Rambo's, with the exception of four the last one. No, not four. Came up last blood. He is in the states. Actually, uh, no, Last Blood, he's in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah. New Mexico or New Mexico? Okay, I, you do have it right. I had it wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, you see him pin on, like, what? Like, you know, Sylvester Stallone, what? You know, it, it kills you. It changes the man. And he's pin on his bandana. And then Gizmo, in the movie, he does, I mean, uh, he does, he sees uh, stripes are, are Spike spikes. Spider Gremlin. Spikes, it turns into a spider, and he's about to kill Kate and uh, Billy's and uh, such a harassing Marlo, such a harassing yeah. uh, boss. And he he gets there, he kicks down the vent, and he's like, sees him. He takes, <coughs> he he has a montage of him lifting weights, and like it's like it's so cute, it's it's just too cute. Like like if you didn't sell toys of this, then you fucked up. <laughs> Which the one the the CEO says we should sell toys of this little guy. Yes, you should. No doubt about it. Like that that could have killed Teddy Ruxpin. Like, like it's just <laughs> so cute. Like it was Baby Yoda before Baby Yoda. Like I I mean what yeah. what more can you say? Like, and uh, he's lifting little weights and he gets a a paper clip, bends it, and he makes a rubber band bow. Like it, it's so cute. And then he shoots the 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 uh, spike, arachnid spike, and kills it. Gizmo saves the day. It's cute. It's a cute part. Yeah, he can only be pushed so much, man. Yeah, See, he did. Gizmo get has it in him. He just don't want to do it. He but did get pushed a lot. Push they punk. They yep. punked the. They punked him a lot in that movie. Yeah, but he got his revenge on the leader, which is why they had a new one there. So, but yeah, again, overall, very good movie. Highly recommend. Love watching this. Uh, the, you know, the, it's definitely different styles or genres, you would say, from the first one to the second one. Kind of reminds me of, like, you know, Terminator and then Terminator 2 or Alien and Aliens. You know, the first one was more horror, a little more horror aspect. Uh, and a little Bopu. grimmer, darker. The second Bopu. one was more uh, comedy, comedy horror, if you will. Which one? The second one, the the new batch. Oh, you talking about that? Okay, okay. I thought you were yeah, talking so, about because there's, thought... there's a lot of crazy comedy stuff in there. But I thought you were talking about so it was it was meant to be scary, but scary in a fun way. Kind of, uh, you know, the difference of. Watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street Five. <laughs> you know? Yes, it definitely yeah. Freddy did. Yeah, which we were gonna go over. Um, oh yes, the best horror genre uh, set of movies of all time. It's up there. It's 
it's, it's up definitely there it's number one. It's definitely a thing for O-heads like you and me, but wow. I don't know the new kids. I mean, I ain't going to trip. Like, it scared me when I was a kid. And this movie, honestly, this the first one probably would have scared me um, if I was like five or six. Uh, I don't remember watching it then, but now that I'm older, it's a cute movie. Um, yeah, I didn't Mark think Gremlins cute. was scary when I first watched it. I just remember thinking like, man, these people are idiots. They could have avoided all this if they were careful, <laughs> right? Mm. You know, um, and I didn't think the gremlins were evil either. It was more that they were just chaotic. Man, mischief. You know, and so if you maybe have a fern hand, like, no, you are not going to be uh, driving that car into someone's house. Bad gremlins, bad. You know, spray them with the water bottle, right? What? The- hey. It worked for Lilo and Lilo and Stitch. Anytime Stitch would act up, she would squirt them with the water bottle. Like, you no. Can't, you can't spray them with water. That kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> hey, hey. You, we you, wouldn't have, know that, you wouldn't know that the first time. <laughs> we'll be overran by Gremlins if it's up to you. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we're about to end it. Um, yeah. First thing... We do actually have social media. I'm not going to talk about it on this one. We do. Uh, we have a Instagram and a what's that thing people use? Uh, Twitter. I don't do social media, so fuck you if you don't like it. It's called Never Go Back. That's the actual name of both of them. Um, we have an Never email go called back where the E's are threes. Uh, back. That's our email. Our emails is Never Go Back where the E's are threes. Because it's supposed to be three of us. Um, we're going to hopefully get our brother on the next one. Um, but whatever. Uh, the next episode, we're going to be talking about consoles. Yes. We're going to be talking about video game consoles and memories of the upcoming, which is happening right now, E3. Uh, so we're going to be talking about different consoles and uh, different games, other consoles, and just, just, the nostalgia of it, like how it was a big event, and now it seems like a money grab. Like, do you, I feel that way? But uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and hope everyone have a nice day. You got All anything right. else you want to go? Okay. Nah, it was great. Uh, enjoy the Gremlins. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll catch you next time on the Never Go Back podcast. Bye.